and welcome back to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team for another week. Once again, you are joined by myself, Phil, my good mate, Drew. Uh, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us. He's actually recording a podcast of his own, of his, uh, own it seems, um, unfortunately. Anyway, on with the show. Um, Drew, how are you? I'm all right. I feel a little bit betrayed now, don't you? Mm, bastard. That's okay. Yeah, I'm fine anyway. Sorry, maybe he'll be back soon. Uh, you know how he is. Yeah. Um... I wonder if one time we're going to answer that question with, oh, no, I'm not well today. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Um, we've been to see a movie, haven't we? We have. Um, I don't know how, how better to put it. Shazam! The movie's called Shazam. Isn't it? I just sneezed. What are you talking oh, about? Sorry. Bless you. But yeah, the movie's uh, called Shazam. We just went and saw the film called Shazam. The latest edition by DC... Um, the, the film studio, uh, most famous for producing Total Trash, um, produced not bad crack at a film this time. You enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. I thought Shazam was an excellent film. Uh, just warning on this, of course, like all of our, uh, review podcasts, major spoilers. If you don't wish to know about the film, don't go and listen to this until you've seen it, then come back and hear what we have to say. Indeed. Going forward now. In case you haven't twigged on, though, we have been pre-recording like the Dickens. Mm-hmm. We've, geez, we've smashed out a few episodes in the last two days, and we've got a few more still to go. But as such, this review is coming a little bit late. But we are giving you our fresh-faced opinions, mm-hmm. minus the face you can't see us, and we can see you though. <laughs> Technology. You're all numbers on a on a statistics yes, page to that's us. That's what I meant. Yes. But anyway, you are getting our hot off the presses, hot out of the screening review of Shazam. So, uh, what better way to put it than through IMDB's little synopsis? <clears throat> ah. We'll have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In Billy Batson's case, by shouting out one word, Shazam! This streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into the, the adult superhero, Shazam. Yes. Yes. Indeed, that, that wraps it up nicely, or sums it up quite, quite nicely. Um, so, we meet Billy, who is, yeah, a foster child. Oh, sorry, this movie starts off with a little shithead child that's really annoying that's very irritating to his father and um his, his older brother's not very nice to him but at the same time he's an older brother he's meant to uh, you know be like a pain in the ass a pain in the ass older brother yep gets on quite well with the father does the older brother because he's the older brother so therefore he is actually a little bit more mature than the younger brother the younger brother is an idiot and just stupid and probably undeserving idiot child um Anyway, then uh, he has a magic eight ball, as it turns out, magic eight ball that yeah. um, he gets summoned to this world uh, of this guy with this electric bolt, Shazam guy, his name is, his name's Shazam, uh, and he says, uh, if you want my powers, uh, you've got to show me that you have heart and that you're a good kid, and he fails that test straight away because he's a little shithead bad child. Um, and then, uh, yep, so then anyway that happens and he's all disappointed and sad because he didn't get what he wants and then he causes a car crash. Um, again, because he's an awful child, he just thinks that everyone else knows what the hell he's talking about when he comes back to reality and he's sitting in the car and goes, oh, well I was just there talking to the magic guy, where's he gone? And he tries where's to the jump wizard? out of, he tries to the jump out of a moving car like an idiot. Anyway, no. so he causes a huge car accident, 
Um, as we then later find out, yep. his father is permanently crippled and his brother is still not, a wanker. Yeah, has not forgiven the brother for what he did and then therefore still doesn't like his younger brother. Yep. And then the, old, the younger brother at this point is now a bald guy, Merlin, from um, the Kingsman films. Yes, Mark Strong, who has a habit of playing the villain. He was also the villain in Kick-Ass. Yeah, he was. In, and he Sherlock was. Holmes. Indeed he was. Need to sneeze. Excuse me. So he's now still an asshole, um, and has absolutely no idea why his father's still not very nice to him, and has absolutely no understanding of the fact that he is an awful human being and yep. is a terrible person. But he thinks that the rest it's the rest of the world's fault. In no way his fault whatsoever, even though the entirety of why anything bad has ever happened to him. Or oh, it's the wizard's never, fault. Yeah, he's never oh, got his own ways because he he's You told me I idiot. wouldn't be this, I wouldn't be that. It's, and he goes, oh, the wizard said I wasn't a good kid. You weren't a good kid. He just told it like it you was. You were an awful kid. But anyway, so it's the rest you of the world's fault. You were not pure of heart. Rest of the world's fault, awful child. Um, in the meantime, then, so before we reunite ourselves with the bad guy, yep. the villain, uh, we meet Billy, and Billy is a foster child who um, is delinquent and gets put into another foster home, uh, where he meets several siblings of his, hmm. um, one of which is an even worse child in um, a boy named, uh, even worse than the villain, um, named Freddy, Freddy um, a younger sister named something, and several other siblings. Yes. Which are all cool side characters I guess in this film <laughs> uh, they are I think they're all besides Freddy they're all well written interesting characters um, unfortunately Freddy is the main sidekick in this film um, who is an incredibly arrogant selfish undeserving little child you can kind of see why he's in foster care because he must have some sort of thing going yeah. on because he's just absolutely painful to see on screen um, and he never learns his lesson, which is annoying. He only get, he gets world handed to him on a plate, but, uh, yep. So he annoyed me so much and almost cost me, well, it was never going to, but if there was going to be anything that cost me my enjoyment of the movie, it was Freddy. Cause he's one of the most painful characters in the film that I've seen for a long time. But he, he did spark the look of a young, um, Adam Brody in the OC. Huh, coincidence, isn't it? Indeed it was. <laughs> Very coincidental that we... looking at him the whole movie Yeah, going, we thought it was Seth from the OC. He looks like Seth. Just imagine if Seth... Like, if they showed him when he was younger, like, three years before... The OC. The OC. Like, when he's 14, not 17. <laughs> and that's Seth. And then... Oh, spoilers, people. So, all the uh, foster siblings wind up getting superpowers as well. Is it that they get uh, they get a power each from Shazam? Yeah, they, they share the power because the power was intended to be across mm -hmm. several of them. So, Shazam gets all of them and then the others... Yeah, and then the he splits it across the rest of them. One of the, get, an, get a power each. Yeah, but he's still the, the yeah. patriarch. He's still the head of it all. But yeah, it turns out the uh, adult, fully grown superhero version of this kid was played by Adam Brody. Yeah, loved it. So Seth was, was played by Seth. It was perfect. I love that you said that to me at the start of the film, and I was like, yeah. And then yeah, it, looks it was. Like a, and then we see him, and we're like, wait, what now? Yeah, it was. It really that, was. That's just good planning. Mm. Yeah. So as as this this the the synopsis said, or the the quick. Plot yeah, through his kid, kid takes on the powers. Kid takes on powers. Suddenly, when he takes the powers, he's an adult. Yells out the name Shazam, turns, turns into, into a superhero, adult. and 
yeah, in the form of Zachary Levi. Mm-hmm. Superhero looking, Superman looking guy with slick back hair and uh, a suit with a cape. Perfect role for the super nerd. Why does the thing have a zigzag, like have a lightning bolt on it? Isn't that the Flash's symbol? The the lightning bolt? Mm. Well, it's very Shazam. Why does the Flash also have a lightning bolt then? The Flash has a different type of lightning bolt. Yeah, but it's though. still a lightning bolt. You can't have two things with the same lightning bolt. Mm, well, actually, it's D- the comic world. That's true, it's DC, so DC tend to skip corners with everything, so yeah. yeah. So, um, just having the same character. A bit like, what's uh, the character's name in um, the DC universe? Not Wade. Not Wade. Oh, Slade Wilson. There you go. That plays Deadshot instead of Wade Wilson Deadpool. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a DC thing. Oh, wait, it is DC thing. Um, yeah. So, the film. Drew? Yes. Tell me about the film, about the making of it. Not the making of it, not behind the scenes, but what is your view on that? With the finer eye detail, what's your view of it? Uh, the, there was one word that just played in my mind the entire movie, and at the end, it's the only way I can actually summarize the film, and that is fun. Mm-hmm. It is a ridiculous amount of fun. And I haven't seen that out of a DC film yet. The closest I felt to any of that in a DC film, and I've got the DC list up here. I I got a decent sense of it with Aquaman, a little bit of it with Wonder Woman, and a little bit of it with Justice League from whatever Joss Whedon brought to the table. But that's such a hodgepodge film film it, i i'm impressed that it got out as as decently as it did given yeah. what it went through but shazam is just pure unadulterated fun yeah look it, it really was and and not just fun in the sense that it was a fun film but it also poked fun at comic book movies and it's yeah um again a good reference to that is when they're up in the they're both they can fly both the villain and, and shazam can fly in there up there, yeah. talking to each other at opposite ends of maybe like you know up in the sky, at either like either end of the screen, and the villain starts telling his like massive spiel or his like evil mm. villain speech, where like zooming in on his face and it's like terrifying, and then we see Shazam and Shazam just goes what, what I can't hear you. You're like a mile away from me. I how the hell? What are you saying? Are you saying something? Are you speaking? Um, so I thought that was funny because they, they always do that sort of thing in, in, in superhero movies and it's like, really? They can hear each other talking at like normal yeah. voice level? and just poked fun at it. Yeah, so, they, so this film was fun, but poked fun as well in I, a tasteful way. But it, but it understood, that, like, it totally embraced the concept of, yep, we are here to poke fun and have fun. And it's told through the eyes of the 14-year-olds, which I loved. I thought that was an excellent move on their part. But, but yeah, it, mm. like it, it was okay. It understood that it was poking fun at it all. And I think because yeah. it tells it through that lens, it's okay. I know... Like, yeah, playful, like because we, it was playful, not not serious. Yeah, we, we had so much to discuss as we were, you know, sitting through a bit of the credits and making our way out and back here. And about our, our disagreement on the character of Aquaman and his representation in DC. Yeah. And, and I totally, I, I, I do agree with where you come from with it about the use of him in 
in Justice League where he's just such comic relief. That no, not even a little bit. Not, e- not even. He's not even. And and I, I and I, I I know that I I'm, I'm absolutely aware that I'm super critical and also incredibly. I think you're entitled outspoken, to be, though. But I'm also like, no. But I'm also incredibly outspoken with every opinion that yeah. I have on everything. But yeah. when I say that in in Justice League, Aquaman is only the comic relief. I mean, he is only there as the comic. There is no other point to his entire existence other than Aquaman, other than saying Aquaman exists yeah, he and doesn't he actually, is the comic relief. That's he all he does. Yeah, he doesn't actually provide any kind of... Support to support. anything. Yeah, and, and that's... And, like, I, I feel like that's so cheapening of it. And I'm, I'm fairly certain Jason Momoa understood that as well. And, and that's... Because when you go to Aquaman, it's such a different beast. And he, he pokes fun, but it's not... Like Shazam, like Shazam understands that, and that is the whole tone of the movie. Is that it's a fourteen-year-old kid yeah, just being yeah. like, "Holy shit, whereas, this is." Whereas Momoa's mm. like, like when you watch Aquaman, it's mm. like, ah, oh, he's just having a bit of fun, but he knows when to get serious, and he gets serious. Yeah. My again, so a lot Different. of the discussion that we had afterwards was that I still haven't seen Aquaman. Yeah. And my reasoning for that is that DC, not on average, but as a a rule make shit films and the exceptions is um shazam however i've been told the other exception is aquaman remember this is dc so there can't be two exceptions because it's dc dc don't have other exceptions they intentionally make awful films for nobody to watch um that's the rule that they have so my thought is that if dc make total shit and then decide to jump the gun and make their big kind of assembly film in Justice League before they have introduction films like Marvel did where they did um, Iron Man and Captain America and Thor and Hulk, like all that sort of stuff where they built this kind of all the characters. Now let's assemble them with the Avengers. Uh, DC went, no, no, let's do the assembly film before you really know anyone, but we're just going to go off the basis that you know them already because they are comic characters. And then they completely trash a character, making them just the comic relief. You can't then go and rewrite them the next film and say, well, now they're not the the, uh, comic relief. So I I feel like it's rushed. So first step, Man of Steel, perfect. I I think you needed to make a new Superman movie with a new Superman. But they still didn't do a good job of it. They didn't. I, I know that you really enjoy. You're allowed I, to I, enjoy it. I really like the movie. I know it's not a good movie, but I really like it. Yeah, hundred percent. Which, you, which you're allowed to. But you would you not yeah. agree that if you're doing, if you're DC and you're yeah. choosing to go, okay, we're going to take our lead character. Maybe Batman's the lead, but whatever. We're going to take our lead character here yeah. and reboot it and make it. We're going to have another crack at this. Some would should say it should probably be the last attempt you do at rebooting do you know, it. Do you know why, though? It's because they were hedging their bets. They had to make a movie that could stand on its own, but also, if it went ridiculously well, that it would already have the stems and seeds ready to go to make the but, universe. But that's, I know, that's I know, a... I know, I know, that's a, that, that, Yeah, sin. again, if you look at Whereas Iron Man... Iron I, Man literally just put an after credit scene in that did it. Yeah. And then they The built... whole movie was not a, an extension or, or yeah. li- a branching out to do anything else. It yeah. was... And they built the rest of the MCU based on what was already in there. They didn't plant seeds going, cool, we're going to put this here so mm. that we do this, that, They the wrote other. a good movie. Yeah. But, but DC, time and time again, have made 
shit movies and said, no, no, but wait till we do more of it. Like, no, fuck off. I'm not waiting till you do more of it. Make a good movie. Why should I watch? I think they just don't know how to crack Superman, really. But they didn't do a good job of Batman either. Like, again... They cast well. No, I agree. I think that Ben Affleck was a fantastic Batman. Yeah. But they did a shit job of Batman. I've not seen the Dark Knight trilogy fully because I get bored of them. As much as I... Really? Des- I, des- I really want to love them. Have you I not watched all three so properly? I badly want to love them. Really? They're so boring. Ladies and gentlemen, we're learning something new here tonight. They're boring, so I can't really? pay attention to them. They're Holy boring, shit. sadly. Did you guys go to the cinema for them? No, because after the first oh. one, I was like, I'm bored of it. I can't do it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, like, okay, so boring. I struggle with the first one from time to time. I find it a little bit boring. Yeah, boring. The Dark Knight, I think, is an exceptional piece of cinema. I think it's got its strong points, but again, it's and got then, the same tones, therefore boring. And then The Dark Knight Rises... I'd, Bane annoys I'd, me. I'm, yeah, Bane annoys me too, but I love every other element of that movie so much that I just put up with Bane. And yet, I don't, I don't know. I have, I could do a whole discussion on that trilogy. Um, that would be a whole episode. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway. Um, so, DC, on the whole, make shithouse films and don't crack it and again when they did start doing something right i think we saw the we saw elements of success with wonder woman um yeah i think that i i think that i unfairly to every other film that we've ever rated rated wonder woman really high I think we did too, and Based, I, I think on on your first viewing of it, it it does get that. Yeah, and and not only that though, but it's based on, and I think we tried to make a point not to base it around what or everything else that DC had done up until that point. Yeah, but unfortunately, we gave it a really good score based on the fact that DC had done shit with everything else. So anyway, they there were elements of good in Wonder Woman. Then they went and made Justice League. They just no sorry they they they, they did. Um, What's the bad one? Suicide Squad. Oh. And that just tanked and was just a don't go there ever. And now they're making another one with James Gunn. So let's hopefully this doesn't ruin for his For the career. record, I got my money back for Suicide Squad. Yes. Awful film. So yeah. um, there was that. James that Gunn's is. having a crack at another one. <sighs> I think that's very, 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 don't very think risky. that makes sense though? Because Suicide Squad was meant to be... Let's make a movie about ragtag mm. semi-anti-heroes because Marvel did one. What better way to reboot it than to get the guy that made the original to do it? Yeah, but the sad thing is that they're rebooting it a couple years after doing the first one. It yeah. just shows how little DC have learnt anything, ever. I don't... Anyway. I think they're starting to learn. I don't think they're starting I... to learn anything. Again, they're, they're starting to just realise they have to do what Marvel do and copy Marvel. Again, hire people that make Marvel films. James Gunn because they're realizing that you have to literally just tap into the exact same market rather they, than do something on their own they do really good dark they should do DC are darker Marvel are more playful and take the piss DC are not doing what they should be able to do which is the darker in, more interesting kind of more complex films with their superheroes that they have they're just going fuck it let's just do what Marvel do because that's working because they've failed to do what should be easy which is to do dark super superhero films if they'd let Zack Snyder complete mm. his vision correctly without interfering, I don't think we'd be having this argument because mm. Snyder had a very dark vision for carrying into Justice League and the studio didn't like it. And I think they pounced on the fact that mm. his daughter died during the production of the film and went, 
you know what you have a seat you can you can sit sit the rest of this yeah. out we'll bring someone else in. Mm-hmm. and what do they do they brought in the avengers yeah. director to finish it yes they made this real marvel literally let's thing. grab the marvel marvel guy but but again the other the other shit thing is that dc approved they haven't learned anything again in terms of how to make their own films because they went and made the you know the um ensemble cast film before even doing anything else the only pre they they did pre films for um most of it i'll give them that but there were the they did the catastrophic two superman films man of steel has is its own thing Mm -hmm. no other links right Mm -hmm. 100 percent its own thing batman v superman is entirely a crossover of the two Mm -hmm. that shoehorns in the other yeah superheroes being like hey by the way they're here get ready because we're bringing you the lot Mm -hmm. so they shoehorn in um wonder woman they 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 give her a half decent thing in there like like she has a a slightly meaty role but it means that she gets to play with the super friends early yeah then it brings in flash and then it alludes to arthur curry aquaman um and cyborg like you they planted all all of it there in the most unsubtle way being like yep yeah, just so you're aware we're about this to is have... a literally the setup movie even though we're making it a two and a half hour epic it's still the setup movie and then what we had suicide squad which by the way is also apparently the setup movie and a ridiculous crossover and then we had... That shoehorned in Ben Affleck yeah. for no reason. So, yeah, we, they're just proving that they just make... They haven't learned anything and they keep making crap. I, the only thing they've learned is just do what Marvel do. I do. Doing what we do. Okay, my argument for why they're learning. They, they put out a statement recently that said, look, we, we, we recognize that we're not doing it well, but we want to start letting our filmmakers drive the direction of the films. Which is what they should have done from the beginning. Get mm-hmm. get genre filmmakers and get them to make the movies and don't stress so much about making sure they all connect. Hence why Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman does feel pointedly different. Yeah. Because it does. They let her make her movie. Mm-hmm. Justice League is an abomination because it's two completely polarizingly different visions from two big comic enthusiasts that just doesn't mesh well. Aquaman is 100% a James Wan film, right down to literally the opening shot feels like something out of The Conjuring. Like the first moment. I mean, that's true. He, do, he does tend to do mostly like, like horror films. Again, the opening if... scene is a jump scare. <laughs> Let's go and shut that laptop real quick. Um, I, I think that a good example of James Wan doing horror film, I guess doing it really well, is if we do, um, I'm trying to think of a thing, and where volume is there. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I think that James Wan's best example of a horror film is probably Fast and Furious 7, because it's part of the Fast and Furious franchise, and they are just the most horrifyingly terrible films on this planet 
Mm. So I think that James Wan did a fantastic job at making a horror film there. I think the Conjuring films need to live up to that expectation there. But James Wan otherwise makes fantastic films. I think the Conjuring films are my favourite horror films ever. They are your favourite. Yeah, they're fantastic. They're so well done and so interesting with such interesting character development. They're interesting people and it's just interesting stories and it's told well. Um, Oh, and Patrick Wilson's in Aquaman. (sighs) Yeah, but Aquaman, they just changed the character again. They literally just went from the shithouse film, which was Justice League... They then went and changed the character for the very next film in the sequence, which was Aquaman. It's a completely different character if he's no longer the comic relief and just a piss take, which is what he was in Justice League. If he's not the same character, they've just changed the character again. So what's who's to say that in the next Aquaman they're not going to make him back to being just the comic relief the whole way through again? Because you can't have your main character be just the comic relief. But then it's not the same character that we saw in Justice League, so don't have him in there. He's still the same character, but you you get a more three dimensional version of him now. I that's don't. that's how I that you're not getting two different versions played by the same actor. You're getting one of them was really one dimensional because that's all he was given in terms of dialogue, and the other one is like, oh, by the way, here's the fully fleshed out. This is all aspects of him when he's actually fighting for something he's actually invested in because this is actually his world, not, oh, yeah, you have a power too. Why don't you just jump in with the super friends? Yeah, but but it happened. Doesn't mean you have to watch those things again, but consider the stuff that actually was good. Yeah, but I don't know. I think that I'll, I'll still continue to, out of protest against DC, continue to slate them for all eternity based on their I'll slate them all you want, but credit where credit's due for some of them. I'm afraid to see... uh, Again, Shazam looked like it was a fun movie for the start. It looked like it was, and it was, and it looked like it was meant to be a little bit of a joke, and it was. It looked like it was meant to be playful, and it was. Aquaman feels like it's like the other ones. I know it probably is still good, a good film maybe, but... I don't know. I, I don't. Julie I don't, Andrews in it. I don't take the risk. I don't take the risk of being horrified by how poorly. Totally sorry. I don't want to be surprised. <laughs> I don't want to be surprised by that. I don't want to be surprised by how badly you, they you, can stuff you, something. You up. don't want to think, oh, maybe it'll be all right, and then and watch it and be like, ah, oh, yeah, shit. because I've done that for literally every DC film that's ever existed. Ever. I know. I know you have, and it's not been terrific. Again. Wonder Woman and Justice League, I walked out of there and went, actually, you know what? Yeah. It's because compared to everything else, they were, oh yeah, a glimmer of hope. But it's the same glimmer of hope every time. It's not that it gets better, it's that it was the same glimmer, because I'd forgotten about how awful everything else was. I think Wonder Woman improved. Uh, I think Justice League is a mess, but it... It's a sidestep, it's not a step forward. Yeah, it's a sidestep, not a step forward. Aquaman's a step forward. Shazam is definitely a mm. leap forward. Not, yeah. not not a leap over a tall building, but maybe one through one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're getting into DC talk in the middle of our Shazam review, but because it, it's, it's so crucial. And it's, to it's it. relevant, again. Because part of appreciating why Shazam is so good is because it just... It took the rule book for the DC films and just blasted it away with a little beam of lightning out of the finger. Exactly. The same way he blasted all those bloody <laughs> yeah. school books. Exactly. It, 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 
it is all relevant talk because yeah, it, compared to what it's standing up against, it's just yeah, as you say, it turned the rule book away or blasted the rule book with lightning bolt. Oh, it, it, it shattered it. Yeah, it did an amazing job compared to what DC has done. And again, unlike Wonder Woman, where we were just comparing it to everything else that DC had done, and we said we wouldn't, and we literally did. This compared to other films was great, as you said. You you said it was probably the most fun you've had in, in a comic book film since Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, which is huge because that was such an amazing movie. I, I really I th- I think it is the most fun since that point because superhero movies these days like it's fun in an adventurous way. It's fun to watch some of those films, but they're not humorous fun this was this was like just childlike joy and bliss to watch mm. I, don't, I don't know how else to describe it i thoroughly enjoyed it it was just a riot i had heard that there were some mixed bag reviews about it about it being um a good concept but a poor story i thought the story was really good yeah well. i liked the story i, I thought mm. some of the characters were just poorly written that yeah 100 percent. but and, and 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 that idea that um freddie was meant to be playing a 14 year old i'm not 14 year old a 14 year old anymore i do not want to be watching that on screen ever again because it was just appalling to watch look 16 yeah he looked way older um Billy looked like he was 16, 17 compared to yeah. the other one. Anyway, but they're meant to be both 14. Um, yeah, look, if Freddy wasn't there, it would have been even better, but I know that you had to have the younger brother, but I just hated the fact that... Okay, so he was pissed off that he didn't get the superpowers. Billy called him out and said, you're just jealous that it's not you. And he said, of course I am. Yeah, I, I literally jealous. am. Like, yeah. Um, he was also... abusing the privilege. Yeah, he was a pathological... Billy... Uh, sorry, Freddy was a pathological liar who wanted all the attention on him couldn't understand why no one would wanted to be his friend and he was just irritating and annoying and rude and arrogant the whole time and again a pathological liar um yep. he just wanted the whole world handed to him on a plate yeah, blah, blah 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 he was just selfish arrogant pissed off when billy was taking the glory with shazam freddie could was just pissed off and was like no well that's not fair well mm. sure okay maybe not but also you haven't proved that you deserve this especially when freddie sorry when billy said i got shown some wizard guy who said that you have to be a good kid so uh, now i got the powers apparently i'm a good kid and freddie's just like oh well, it's not fair it's bullshit anyway then freddie um and all the other siblings are there trying to back up billy when the bad guy's there even yeah. though freddie sold him out and everything else like that because he's selfish um, and then suddenly Billy goes, well, I'm going to give, I have to give everyone a power each. I reckon that's what I think. And then he does it. Well, no, he sees, he sees the, the throne room, the throne room and realizes that it, it was for the brothers and sisters. That was what the original Shazam was. And yeah, that's what it was. And he understood that what he had around him was his family. They had proved themselves. They had fought for him. Even Freddy, mm. even Freddy, who didn't want to lose his best friend, his brother, and even though he'd been an absolute dick up until that point, he acknowledges he's like, no, you know, you are my brother, and I am not ready for you to sacrifice yourself. I would rather go down with you than have you 
like just go do this mm. alone. So I think he does step up to the plate, but I think it's when he realizes what he's going to lose. And that, yes, that I 100% know that that is a cheap thing to do. But again, he's 14. At yeah. 14, the stakes are lower and yet they're also higher. Things that would mean very little to us mean a lot more to a 14-year-old. Yeah, so true. through the eyes of the 14-year-old, it works. I, yeah, I know. Through the eyes of a 14-year-old, through through the eyes of a 26-year-old watching the film, it looked like a kid having a whinge and a cry and then suddenly a parent going, you know what, you've been a good kid and handing them something that they don't deserve. And it's yeah, just like, what like, are you doing? You know what, shut the fuck up here. here yeah, not even that. Being like, just, oh, yeah. oh, good on you. And there you go. So oh, well it's a little bit annoying that, that um, he got the power that he deserved. But it was good because we didn't have to see the annoying kid anymore and we saw Adam, um, Adam Brody. Yes, we got to see Adam Brody, which was wonderful. Yeah, Seth was there. Seth Cohen was on screen, which was really nice. Can you imagine how much he would have been nerding out getting to be in that film? Yeah, we're getting to wear a cape and fly. Fun fact. Um, the So, uh, Adam Brody was in The O.C., which was created by Josh Schwartz. Josh Schwartz created another television show after The O.C. called Chuck, starring Zachary Levi. Yeah. Our Shazam. Yeah, so it's funny yeah. that the, the two, um, two of the leads were in this were... Both uh, got their start um, in their big shows, thanks to Josh the same Schwartz. guy. Uh, what was nice was that, you know, when they're written way back when as comics with first editions from yeah. however long ago, a name like Shazam is a fitting name and it fits and everything like that. In the current world, it sounds a bit ridiculous, right? So yeah. what was nice was that when the god-like kind of wizard guy says mm. to him, say my name, champion, and you'll get my powers. He's like, or what's your name? He goes, Shazam. Shazam. And then he's just like, what? Really? And like laughs at him. Like laughs at him because it's hilarious. Like why would this wizard be called Shazam? Oh what the God. hell is that? So it's just, I, I appreciated the fact that they, again, were piss taking yeah. on, the whole time. on a, on a, the comic book, concept which is a bit a little i'm a fan of comics and stuff but they're a little bit cheesy and crappy when i say a little bit they're in- incredibly cheesy and crappy but yeah they're awesome they're cool they're a cool story why not like why can't these exist but they're cheesy and crappy so it was nice that this film was not just doing the marvel thing which was kind of piss take on marvel or their cinematic universe it was a piss take on the basics of comics again like the Very big, much was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, again, like, again, I referenced the big, big boss kind of fight, the yeah. good versus evil, and I they're having that. their, it, and they're having their speeches, and, like, again, it's yeah. a great scene, and it's a, it's one of those scenes, but, again, it's like, do you know that, why the hell would they be able to hear each other? This is ridiculous. That fight, watching that fight, it reminded me so much of the Man of Steel fight between Superman and Zod, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I bet you're taking the piss out of that fight. Because remember, it was it was it knocking out all the all the going, causing all the destruction yeah. of Metropolis, and which is just like ridiculous. That this decimating is all the, the, the so city that's what was and, happening. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 the only real decimation is when they knock off the head of the statue. Yeah, and it lands in front of people taking a selfie in front of a love. Yeah, <laughs> so it was good. It was it was really good that they it's did this. Fun. So it's stupid fun. Yeah, look, it was doing. Again, I'm not going to say they've learnt, but what I appreciated in this was that despite the fact they're doing the Marvel thing, which is piss-taking, 
they weren't piss taking it in the same way. They weren't piss taking no. their creation. They were piss taking the concept. Yeah. And that was something that we hadn't seen before. Not even Marvel films, so we've seen the concept of piss take the concept. And it was nice. good. It, it played out really well. Mm. Again, it, it suited... Unlike... Um, we saw recently the film um, Pet Cemetery, which mm. didn't work because it was set in the modern time, but clearly for a different time. Like this was written, uh, Pet Cemetery was written however long ago by 80s. Stephen King, yeah, by Stephen King, and kind of fit that world in the 80s. Yeah. And probably would have been a little bit more relevant. It doesn't work today because they set it in the 21st century or in the year 2019. It just doesn't fit very well. It just kind of things and it just don't make sense. It wouldn't happen now. Mm. So they just looked a bit crappy. This film, though, is really good because it plays it like, again, not written for today's world, but they adjusted it and even made the joke of what the hell kind of relevance is that? Again, the bad guys... the the. The wizard guy's name is Shazam. That's a shit name for like a mystical wizard. Why yeah. did his name be Shazam? And they that was people. funny. They laughed at it. They laughed yeah. at superhero things which are ridiculous. They laughed at like they just joked about what makes them not relevant today and made exactly. them therefore and therefore made them relevant by being like this is we're calling out the fact that this is stupid, but now it works because yeah. now it's like oh. Even you agree this is a bit weird, so that's why now it's okay. So they just they cleaned it up and they made it fit. So I'm very excited for if there's a sequel of Shazam because Shazam's an interesting character. I really hope that they continue yeah. on in this vein now. Yeah, again, um, it looks like we got an after credit scene which looked like they were referencing um, a, a uh, not a spin-off, but maybe a, a sequel with the villain. So, you know, that might, might be nice. It looks like there's more to come. But whether it's the same or we not, don't, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what it will be, but there is more to come, which is an interesting thing. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll see what they, they do. Um, yeah. I, I did appreciate that, again, learning from Marvel and the Iron Man kind of... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Marvel risk. Uh, Iron mm. Man risk that Marvel took. They didn't make a movie designed to set up a sequel they let the after credit scene be the setup for a sequel. Yeah. And that's what happened. We got two after credit scenes, so stay till the very, very, very end of the credits. Um, spoiler again, just to recap on that. Um, spoiler. After credit scene one was the villain in a jail cell writing, trying to, it looked like he was trying to write out the symbols yeah. that led them into the kind of it wizard did, yeah. world. Um, and then we, he gets spoken to by some creature in the window. The second one, I don't know what that was. It was the caterpillar that was in the... um, It was the caterpillar that was in the jar when he first visited the original Shazam back in the 70s or the 80s. Okay. It was was that establishing shot of the caterpillar in the jar. That's what came back to visit him in the cell. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just to be weird and tricky. Right, okay. All right, well, there you go. Uh, the second after credit shot was, I think, more just a joke, or was it joking there was anything to it? The fact that they were trying to make Shazam talk I think it was to a just, goldfish. I think it was a joke about Aquaman. Yeah, okay. It was just another piss take. Yeah, for sure. The fun of it. Again, looking at a goldfish bowl, trying to get him to talk to a goldfish, couldn't, yeah. and then he made the comment of like, ah, oh, I can't, you know, who, who, um, what, there's no reason to be able to talk to fish or cre- sea creatures. There's nothing in that. And the kid looks down, Freddy looks down at his shirt and it's an Aquaman shirt. So it's just like, oh, 
Because um, Freddie wears different uh, pop culture shirts all throughout the movie. Yes, exactly. I did notice one thing quite funny. About five, ten minutes apart, they had a shot of the school, mm-hmm. uh, of them going into school. And the first time we see the shot, I, I'm just seeing all these kids running in and there's a girl with a purple jacket and a Batman backpack that runs up and hugs her two friends. Yeah. When they go back to school ten minutes later in the film... They used the exact same establishing shot, but from a slightly different angle. Really? It was the same shot. Used so twice. the same shot twice. <laughs> same shot twice. I'm going to have to go and rewatch it now. It just... to see that, because it won't be painful to rewatch. No, it won't. And that was a good thing about it. Yeah, very good thing about it. Uh, okay. Well, I'll have to look out for that. Um, yeah. Well, Drew. Yes. Scores. Oh. Scores. Scores. Have you worked yours out? No. No. Um, a technical score. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would give it an eight because I thought it was cool to see some practical effects in there. Yes. And there was plenty of them. Yes. Um, I also love the fact that the villains, the seven deadly sins, all looked like the monsters out of the first Ghostbusters movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, they did, didn't they? But I just spent the whole yeah. time looking at them going, you look like Gozer and, um, Zool and all of that. And I'm like, aww. The gargoyles this is good. Stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. So. I'll leave it, we'll do that. Leave your personal score. Yeah. Uh, technically, I was also going to give it an eight. Yeah, um, just really up there. This one. It was clever writing. It was clever writing for a couple of reasons. Um, I'm trying not to do the whole DC thing again, where oh, I won't compare it to other DC DC films. No, I'm gonna no no, well. no. To, to be honest, I will compare it to other DC films. So this film, sitting in a steaming pile of shit, it had to do a lot to get out of there, and it did. It broke free of the. If it didn't say DC at the start, I would, and I didn't know who Shazam was as a character, this yeah. would have been a phenomenal movie flat out. The fact that it was from DC, the studio that make trash, just did even better for that exact reason. It did even better. Um, I almost think DC shouldn't put DC on the side of their movies now just to try and protect what they have because it's not a good look for them. Um, it's like, wear that badge with pride. Yeah, fuck off. Um, so I think it did a fantastic job with writing. Really cleverly written. Again, good take on the, uh, on superhero films or superheroes. Yep. Um, uh, writing felt a little bit... I found that the character of Billy, this little slight bit of shine taken off it was the fact that the character of Billy when played as a kid and then played as an, an adult as Shazam changed. It wasn't, it didn't, it sometimes felt like it was a 14 year old kid in a, the, the body of an adult. Sometimes it just felt like it wasn't a 14 year old and it was just an adult trying to act childish. So I thought the writing was a little bit lacking there, but otherwise really good writing, um, pretty good characters all around. Um, yeah, good villain, good villain creatures. Good special effects, good um, actual kind of um, stunts and everything like that as well. I thought it was really good. So, yeah, and a good score as well. I quite like the music as well. Mm. Superhero-ish, but also feeling a bit um, modern. Well, the music was courtesy of Benjamin Wolfish, who did the fantastic score to It. 
Well, there you go. I, yeah, and nice. did the Blade Runner 2049 score with Hans Zimmer. Which I absolutely love. Yeah. Also, fun fact, mm. David F. Sandberg, the director of the film, also directed Annabelle Creation. Uh, was which the was, movie he did before Which was this. the better one of the Annabelle films. That was the, one, the movie he did before this. Also, fun fact, the kid that played Freddy... In case you didn't recognize him, is Eddie from It? Yes, that's where I knew him from. Oh, yeah. I knew him from Cause somewhere because yeah, I recognized him in the trailers. I, I was like, Oh, oh thank you, like that kid from It, the annoying kid who always has the sicknesses. Oh, thank you so much. He looked so different, but also it was him. Yeah, it was him. I was trying to work out what the hell he was from. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's driving me insane that I'd recognize him, but couldn't work it out. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Cool. Okay, so that's my technical technical score. Personal score, I'm going to give it an eight as well. I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Again, I, I personally enjoyed... The piss take on the on the the superhero kind of concept or the superhero film concept. I really enjoyed the refreshingness of the character. I liked that it was told from the point of view of a fourteen year old. I thought that it was really nice. Some of the characters were infuriating, sure, but again, this film because it is so refreshing and so nice, mm. and it's a good story of both family and fun and superheroness. It makes up for the fact that some of the characters are stupid. Um, it, I'm going to give it a pass in the in the sense that I'm not going to let the bad characters take away from it because I did thoroughly enjoy the film. Yeah, it I don't was, think it does take away from no, it. No, it was also... It gets a little bit of pleasantly surprised because looking at the trailers, I thought it looked a bit dumb. As in, it would look like it was just going to be like, a, did, bit, didn't it? Yeah. like a crappy, dumb movie, but yeah. also just, eh... You know, they're not. I'm not going to ask for the time back or my money back off of this. I'm not going to ask for those hours back that I missed or lost watching this movie. But man, no, this wasn't one of those films. I didn't have that at all. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it gets an eight. Drew, yep, your score. I'm also going to give it an eight. Yes. Why? 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 Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, it's just fun. What film is this? Shazam. Shazam. You still? Yeah. Yes. Look at that. I feel like I was out for like an hour. No. Uh, It was a very good film. No. Sarah walked out and she's walked back in again. Your Skype went off by the way and started making lots of noises. Skype. Yeah, while we were recording, it just made lots of noises. Oh no, it's okay. (laughs) It's cool. The listeners will be. I was just dealing with a neighbor breaking, so that's fine. Here. Yes. Tell me. Your neighbor's car got broken into. What do you mean? The lovely people with the bacon dog. Right now? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, Sarah, come over here and tell me the story. That's not very exciting. You better check the other cars. Yes. So, neighbours down the road with a lovely dog called Bacon. Yes. They, she was just walking down with a flashlight and I was like, are you alright? Everything okay? And, um, yeah, they were off for a classic Macca's run. And uh, I think she noticed his hat with like a Union Jackson. It was like down the road. She was like, how bizarre. And then she went to a car and locked it when she was trying to get in. Because obviously it'd been unlocked, so she, oh, so hmm. she opened it, and yeah, all the eight hundred songs that he just loaded onto his iPod, gone. Oops, so, Shazam! Yeah, like sunglasses, iPod, just a few things. So we're gonna check all the other cars on the street then. Yeah, yep. guess where we're about to go. Yes. Yeah. Um, continue. So your personal score is an eight as well. It's also an eight. Um, just. 
ridiculously fun, and I would watch it again and again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. I think it had excellent rewatch value, something that we like to talk about on this show. Absolutely, and this had really high rewatch ability. Mm. I would certainly rewatch it again. I'm going to rewatch it just so I can see the kid being from it. Yes. And something else from, for some other reason, but I can't remember what it was. But it doesn't matter. I'll try and work it out along the way. Um, Indeed. Drew, who is this week's Sick Kent of the Week? Of course, if you'd like to be our Sick Kent of the Week, make sure you come onto our socials, either Facebook, yes, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. We're hoping, um, We're hoping we speak. it's up by this point. Yeah. Um, or talk to us in person. Obviously, I am overseas right now, but you can reach out to me in any of the countries if you recognize me somehow, even though you won't be able to because you know what I look like. Um or speak to Drew or Carrie Pigeon or Owl. Outpost. Send a raven. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Who do we give it to? Sick end of the week. Ooh. Do we give it to Zachary Levi? Do we? Yeah. He was pretty funny. Yeah, why not? He played a 14 year old kid pretty well. He, he did. Who wrote this film? I don't know. I didn't read that much. That's fine. Uh, read who wrote it. Zachary Levi, you get well this. Well done, then. <laughs> yeah, fantastic to you for writing a fantastic DC film somehow. Yeah. Yeah, you pulled that out of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, Zachary Levi, you in this week's Sick Kent of the Week. Excellent. Drew, thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Phil. As always, till next time. Yep. Yeah.